You're listening to A Not-So-Private Practice, and we are your hosts, Steph and Laura. Consider this your backstage pass to all the weird and wonderful things that happen behind the curtain of group practice ownership. Okay, so here we are. Here episode we one. are. We made it. We made it. It's been a little bit of a journey. Indeed. Getting Even to this, this first morning, episode. Getting to the studio was a journey. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we're here. And, you know, this episode really today is all about how did we end up here together building a group practice? Yeah. We're going to sort of start at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think we have to say a little bit about how we met. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it's, really friendship at first sight. It, no, it was not. Uh, we spent about eight months working next to each other and actually never said a word to each other. You were this kind of like elusive person who I yeah. like knew worked next to me, but never saw or spoke to. Yeah. I really kept a air of mystery about me Indeed. in the beginning there, Indeed. which turns out not to be my personality, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I would yeah. say you're probably not the most mysterious person <laughs> I've agree. ever met. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and I ended up in this intensive therapy group weekend. And I spent the whole weekend watching you just thinking, this woman is so cool. We like, were working as clinicians together. Yes, we were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I was like, probably way too cool for me. But something was brewing inside. I was like, I think I'm going to ask her to be my friend. And I spent a whole weekend <laughs> gearing up the courage for this big question. And so finally, it's like Sunday afternoon, we're wrapping up and I approach you. And I don't know what intuitive thing inspired me. But the first thing that came out of my mouth was, do you like baseball? Yeah, it was like you just knew me. And I don't like baseball. I love baseball. I know. It was such a good hook. Yeah, it was a really good hook. Well, and then you said, will you be my friend? That's right. That's right. And you said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to seal the deal, right? make sure that you really meant it. So I invited you to this cabin for the weekend a couple of weeks later. Yes, you did. And the lead up to that was also funny. As it turned out, the night before I arrived, your family had been served raw chicken. By me. Everyone was quite (laughs) ill. Yeah. (laughs) And the text messages that I was receiving in the hours leading up to my departure were sort of like this back and forth between like, maybe you shouldn't come, but also we need Gatorade and medicine. That's right. I was desperate. (laughs) I picked up the Gatorade and the medicine and I went to the cabin. I don't think I even saw you for the first 24 hours that I was there. Yeah. I met your husband for the first time. Uh Your daughter, who was one. Yep. Your parents arrived. parents showed up. Yeah. Yeah, It it was was quite an adventure of a weekend for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of all that, you still wanted to be my friend. I did. Yeah. Uh Probably more. Really? Yeah. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean... It was so steadying for me. Everything about that weekend did not go as planned. I did not intend to have food poisoning and have my parents show up and have you there in that capacity. Everything went wrong. And at the end of it, you still seemed to like me. Yes. Which was very steadying. Yeah. And turned out to be an important part of this growing trust I had in you. Mm. So that later in life, when things got really mucky... I kind of knew deep inside of me that you would stay by my side. Yeah, it was sort of like our first baby fire. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Precursor. We didn't know at the time for all of the other fires that we would traverse Uh together. Uh Uh-huh. Let's talk about that today. Okay, so let's get into it. 
the starting of Shoreline, our group private practice. Yeah. Steph and I used to work at a different group practice together. That's where we met. And that practice collapsed under the weight of some pretty serious allegations against one of the owners. Yeah. And at the time, it was all so shocking to me. I mean, I had put a lot of trust and confidence in these owners that I think my first reaction was, once I get out of here, I'm just going to build an office in my backyard and hide from as much of the world as possible and shirk leadership altogether for the rest of my life. Yeah. I think you had a different reaction. Yeah. I was like, this feels like an opportunity. Let's get out of here and go do our own thing somewhere. Yeah. And like, you didn't, it didn't take a ton of convincing to get you on board with this idea. Yeah. I trusted you. You know, I trusted that if you could see a vision for something bigger than like my little backyard hobbit hole that I was planning on building, I thought if you saw it, then I could, I would be happy to do it with you. I'd be happy to kind of like, go wherever you were going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you make it sound like you sort of came along for the journey, but like, really, when it came down to it, every time I would walk into your office, you were online looking for office spaces, online looking for real estate. You were into it. I think that like, my energy helped to plant the seed. Yes. And though you were doubtful and hesitant, there was like this part of you that, from the beginning. Yeah. Running. It was it. exciting. I mean, was I just exciting. never saw myself as an entrepreneur, yeah. which I to this day will say. Like I don't I hate it when you say that. I know you do. I hate it when you say that. That's I why don't. I bought you one of those sweatshirts that says oh, entrepreneur yeah, yeah. on the front. That's right. I do wear it quite proudly. But I just had no familial experience with that and had this idea like, oh, that's not me. I'm not that kind of person. And so I had a lot more hesitation about the idea altogether. But whenever you would talk about it, there was like such fire inside of you that I'm like, oh, I want to stay near that fire. There's something really exciting about this. Yeah, I think, you know, there had been so many issues at this old practice when we were there. And, and I had taken on this role in addition to clinical work. I was also helping to like essentially run the whole business operation of it. Yeah. And I think as much as it, was draining me at the time, the idea of like being able to do that for myself, being Mm. able to do that with you. I felt like between you and I, we had like all the pieces that we needed to like go and get out of this place and like make something happen. And that was what excited me. Yeah. And then I don't know about you, but there was this moment where I just kind of knew it. Like I had all kinds of reasons to doubt and be afraid of entrepreneurship and stepping into a leadership role after watching leadership done so poorly. But there was this thing in my gut that was like, oh, we're meant to do this. Do you think it was when we walked into that giant space that we couldn't really know how we would pay for or afford? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is the moment I would pin it on is yeah, when totally. we first stepped into our now okay, office but space. Let's give them a little bit of a story. So yeah, well, I get a text message from Laura. She says, come and meet me to see this office space in Fort Langley. Where I'll be there at 10 a.m. And so I'm like, okay. And I have no real clue as to like what's going on. Like, as I said earlier, she was like spending a lot of her time online looking at offices and real <laughs> estate. And I just didn't totally know what was happening. And I show up at this construction site hmm. 
and there's a realtor there with a hard hat and a vest. Laura is nowhere to be found. And he says, oh, you're here to see the, the space. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I guess so. I guess we are here to see the space. And Laura, I think comes, you were just humoring me I, at this point. I had yeah. no idea what was happening. And so then Laura comes running up. She's got her little son in her arms and we all don our hard hats and our, and our vests. Mm. And we make our way up this construction site to a couple of these commercial units that were for sale. And they just didn't fit. Yeah, they were like lackluster. Yeah, and I think at that point, we were sort of like, is it just going to be us? Or is it just going to maybe be us and a student? We just didn't really know. And and the units, yeah, one had like a giant AC (laughs) unit, like in the corner that we were like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then the other one had like a slanted ceiling where we were like, Laura's definitely too tall to work in this office. <laughs> I'm not that tall of a person. So, yeah. You know, and then in like almost like true like movie fashion, he turns mm-hmm. to us and he says, there's this other unit. Mm-hmm. It's not really on the market yet. It's a little out of your price range. Mm-hmm. But you know, while you're here, why don't you come Yeah, and, and we're like, it? oh, classic realtor upsell. Classic yeah. upsell. Yeah. And up we go to yeah. the third floor. And... I opened the door Mm. and walked into what was essentially a construction site. And I just knew it. Like Mm -hmm. in my gut, I was like, I don't know how this happens. Yes. But this is it. Yeah. I remember in my memory, I don't know if this is right. You grab my arm and you say, we're supposed to do this. Yeah. I was certain. Yes. And I remember feeling the same certainty and saying, you're right. I know we are. Yeah. And it was absolutely practically out of reach. And yet it was like, this is, there's this, I don't know, I would call it like a call from the universe, this yeah. unmistakable clarity yeah. that this is our space and which is starting to form what it is we're going to do because this is a big space. Yeah. There's room for seven offices yeah. in this space. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about the building of that yes. and that whole operation in a different episode. But yeah. I think what you're getting at and what felt true to me at the time and still feels true to me is this idea that like we were starting to get a larger vision of like what we were being called to do yeah. and what that would require of us. Yeah. Which I don't know we had really been clear about no. up until that moment. I mean, at this point, it was such a wild time for me to feel called into a leadership role because I was the most disenfranchised with leadership that I had ever been in my life. And yet there was this this unmistakable clarity, like this is what's next for me. And so you and I had a lot of conversations about like how our friendship had become so important to me at this point that I think you and I were both clear we didn't want to in any way compromise our connection, even though we were about to venture into this yeah, business role together. So early on, we made these a couple of commitments to each other. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I mean, we talk about them all the time. We still yeah. reference them. You know, yeah. the the number one thing that I think that came from that time, one of these commitments that truly governs the way we operate is that we like promised each other that we would just say everything. Yeah. So that we would not hold any resentment. Yes. Between us. Yeah. That has been so helpful to me over yeah. the years because... Yeah. I felt resentment. You felt resentment. Totally. But whenever it starts to creep up, I'm like, I made a promise yeah. that I was not going to let this fester or grow. Yeah. Like, shit, I got to say some hard things to her about yeah. whatever it is that's got me all yeah. uh, worked up inside. Yeah. And so, and I know I could count on you for that. I know that if you're resenting me in any way, 
or resenting the labor division between us, anything like that, I know that eventually you'll tell me. And I, I've always, I mean, whenever I'm all twisted up about it, like, oh my God, what if this is the end of our friendship? And usually talking to my partner about it, he or I will say, you two have successfully moved through these conversations hundreds of times. There's absolutely no reason yeah. to think that you're not going to find your way to the other side. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. Like, I trust this promise we made yeah. to each other that we're just going to say it. Like my least favorite conversations that we They're have. They're so hard. They're so... I'm always so scared I'm going to lose you. Totally. Me too. And I feel always, I'm like, this is the one. This is yes. the one. This is the one. And it doesn't ever stop me from coming to you because yeah. I know that I made this promise. Yeah. And the truth of it is that I know that we have navigated this successfully. And we can always fall back on how legally bound we are yeah. to one another. Yeah. More than to our partners. More than marriage is yes. what we've been told. Yes, that's yeah. what we've been told. That's right. So there's this, like, yeah, this commitment that we made to do this hard work yeah. with each other. You know, it's, it's yeah. bigger than just we promised not to resent each other, but it's like, oh, no, we made a commitment to each other that, like, mm. we were going to, Good for good or for bad or for ugly, we were going to do it. Sounds a lot like a vow. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I hear myself yeah. say it. I, I, get, I get that. Yeah. And then the other one, which is related, is that we weren't going to let this joint venture stop us from living our lives. Yeah. Meaning, if there's something I feel is really important for me to do, and I can see that it's going to impact the business, yeah. we're not going to let the business be... Um, Trump, yeah, what we know we're meant to do personally, yeah. familially, or you're otherwise. talking about that time you decided to have a third baby and take a year I off the year am. we opened our second location. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, and I knew that you would support me. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, of course, and it yeah. was so hard to be yeah. there without you, and yeah. lots of resentment conversations. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I also remember the two weeks before we opened the practice, I had to have a medical. Mm -hmm. a procedure thing done. And I was didn't know if I, I was going to be like up and ready to go or whatever. And mm -hmm. it was a thing that I could have delayed. And you were just like, this is the promise. Yeah. Do what's right for you. Yeah. And like, it's just so settling to know that like, that's always going to be where we land so that there isn't constantly this negotiation in me around having to, you know, put things on hold or delay things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's probably really influenced the community, like yeah. the culture yeah. of the community. I don't know that anybody knows these two little promises we have I to one another. No. But uh, I see the extension of this, like, uh, right-relatedness. You know, it's like, what do we got to do to be yeah. in good communication and good relationship with one another as colleagues? Yeah. You know, when I think back on the building of the practice and and not the physical building, but the all of the work that we did to get things going. And, you know, I think about all of those weekends that we spent yeah. at my place. Eating, eating cold berries. Cold berries and cheese. cheese. <laughs> so much cheese yeah. all the time. Like brainstorming, just like visioning, yeah. dreaming, brainstorming, all of the things that we wanted this to be. And like one of the biggest sticking points, which seems obvious, of course, was that like, we could not land on a name. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the early iterations? We were thinking about... Waterline. Waterline, <laughs> which we thought was a great name. Yeah. And then I was running it by my partner who's in trades, and he was like, waterline is every tradesperson's worst nightmare. Like, waterline means something terrible has happened There's in the a foundation, in the structure of the building, <laughs> and you're 
the building might collapse. And I was like, okay, I think yeah, that's that, not quite the vibe we're going for. No, but I think our conversations were like, how many tradespeople do you think are going to come yeah, to the practice? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Can we get away with like, it who still? would know? Yeah. And then there was breakwater. Breakwater, which was my favorite. Yeah. Except that my dad told me that it sounded like someone having a baby. Yes. <laughs> and once it was said, it was hard to get it out of you our minds. You couldn't unhear yeah. it. yeah. Yeah, but breakwater's great. It's like the, great. you know, the structure that keeps the harbor safe. Totally. Such a good metaphor. Such a good metaphor. But, you know, but the didn't B and land. the K just like Yeah. Our focus aggressive. group didn't like it. Yeah, too yeah. aggressive. You yeah. Know? And then I was in Hawaii and I was in a store and I saw this like mm. beautiful photograph hmm. of one of the Hawaiian shorelines. Yeah. And I remember I texted you. I remember I sent you a text. and I was like, what about shoreline? And I had no service. I couldn't. Huh. get the text through. Huh. And I remember spending probably 20 minutes walking around trying to find enough Wi-Fi or signal or whatever for this text message to go through. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. Well, and remember that night we were standing on this shoreline. Yeah. In Victoria. We we're at this training. We're in Victoria. We don't know what we're doing yet. Like the practice we're in is collapsing, but we're not clear where we're going. And I remember us standing on this beach. It's like 10 at night. Yeah, it was pitch dark. Pitch dark. We're laughing and having like this great conversation. And there was this moment where we looked at each other and we were like, oh, we're supposed to do something. Like we're supposed to make something yeah. together. I remember this clarity before the rest yeah. of it got clear. And so when I remember when you said shoreline, it brought me back to that moment. I was like, oh, it's right. That's right. Yeah. It was on a shoreline that the idea was birthed. and. And shoreline, you know, when we ran it by our focus group, people couldn't find a problem with it. That's it's right. Like, shorelines are steady. You look out on the water, it's expansive. There's all kinds of possibilities. And so it just stuck after that. Yeah. And now I couldn't imagine it being anything else. Neither. No. Okay, so that all brings us here. We're mm -hmm. like sitting in this like super cool recording studio really in East cool. Vancouver. Yes. Such cool podcast people now. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. And like... You know, this has, you know, you phoned me about four months ago mm -hmm. and you were like, I know what our next thing is, mm -hmm. which is in our relationship, quite a bit of a role reversal. Almost every Monday I come back from the weekend and I'm like, I know what our next thing is. Yeah. I know what our next thing is. It's and very she, stressful. She like <laughs> somewhat rolls her eyes and laughs at me at the same time. And some of the things she's like, yeah, that's great. And some of the things uh -huh. she doesn't respond to so much. I got it all in the parking lot, so it's all fine. <laughs> but on this occasion, yeah. four months ago, she sent me a text and she said, I know what our next thing is. We got to do a podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that, I would love to do a podcast. That sounds great. And, you know, we talk to a lot of people. We are pretty involved in the counseling community. And we know a lot of people who are trying to build group practices or who are doing solo practices and considering taking on associates. People contact us constantly mm -hmm. for like advice or mentorship, supervision. You know, Laura's idea was like, let's just consolidate it all. Yeah. And like put it out to the world. Yeah. And to me, I know this isn't terribly deep, but I just thought this would be the most fun way. Totally. Of capturing all this information. Totally. For people because I get to spend more time with you. Yeah, which is so great. Get to catch up here over a podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Forward to walking you through the mistakes, the funny moments, and a lot of the successes we've had in building our group practice. And, you know, we take the work that we do very seriously. However, we try not to take ourselves too seriously. 
And we hope in the journey of listening to us that you all can find a bit more ease inside yourself as you continue to do this important work. Come along with us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to A Not-So-Private Practice. Please be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and throw down a review if you are enjoying the show, as it helps other listeners find us. In real life, you can find Laura and Steph at www.anotsoprivatepractice.ca. A special thanks and shout out to Podfather Creative for producing and editing this episode. Thank you.